happening, friends? Welcome back. We got another week for you. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Well, well, well. Uh, Danica in Iowa is on the phone. Let's go over and talk to Danica. Hello, Danica. Morning, studio. Morning. All right, so after the last call this morning, I just kind of wanted to get some advice. Um, it reminded me of something that happened yesterday, and it kind of just bugged me on a personal level. <laughs> um, so I was in a store checking out, and I heard some commotion behind me, and one of the customers that was checking out, essentially how she was talking and what she was saying, I consider her a Karen is essentially what happened. Um, she was just talking down to the sales associate because she didn't say hi. She didn't say bye and just all of other stuff. Like she just was talking down to the sales associate like she was better than her. And I've been in her position. I've been in retail, so I know how that stuff works. But as I was leaving, that associate that had been talked to by this woman was leaving like in tears. And I'm not one for confrontation. So, and I had already been in my car driving away. I just kind of want to get your guys' advice on what you guys would have done in that situation because it just kind of bugged me on a personal level. Like, I think I was, I've been where she's been. Yeah. Listen, I, as someone who's worked in retail as well, that would have bugged me too. I think any human that's going to bug. I, I would think that the move isn't to go after the, we'll call her the Karen. I would think it is to, after she leaves, to just kind of go to the sales associate and be like, hey, Dang, that sucked. Sorry about that. I've been there too. You know, you're doing a great job. Don't listen to her. She was obviously having a bad day and she took it out on you. I mean, I think that's probably the move. I don't think you want to confront the Karen. Mm. There's no win there. No. Maybe you you say something to her as you're walking away so she can't do anything to you, you know, back to you. Like, you suck! And you keep going. <laughs> Get in your car and but leave. It, yeah, there's just no need for a confrontation. That's probably what she was looking for anyway. So I think the move would have just been to go, hey, you working here. Like, you're doing a great job. Don't listen to that. I watched the whole thing. You did nothing wrong. She's having a bad day. That's what I would say. If you were to confront the Karen, though, what would you say? Because I feel like Karens or people that are just having a bad attitude that day, they're probably having bad days, too. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something that you can say to them, right? Like, whether it's like, hey, are you okay? Like, you really yelled at that lady back there, and I don't think you should have. Is there you, you all right? Do you need anything? The move is to go, hey— I know normally you're not this angry of a person or right. this mean of a person, but it kind of insults him at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you do it in a loving way. It's like, hey, I do this on Instagram sometimes. When someone says something really dumb, I go, listen, I know you're not this stupid, so I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt today, <laughs> but let's post better next time. Like, you can always approach someone like that. Right. Like, hey, lady, I know you're not this mean in real life. Take a couple deep breaths. You're better than this. There you go. Next time you come in, let's be better. Now, I wouldn't do that. but no, I wouldn't either. I would do it on the internet. But I would. Danica, I think we've all been in that situation. We've seen someone being treated badly. And um, I think we just kind of build up the person that was knocked down more than anything. Okay? Perfect. Thank right. you, guys. Thank you very much. Hey, I do want to mention this. Mike D., our head writer, if you hear a game on the show, he probably wrote it. He went with me and he helps produce the show whenever I'm on the road. Because last week I worked in California. Uh, was doing American Idol, but by the way, watch again tonight the comeback episode. But Mike D saw an A-list celebrity in Los Angeles. A-list, right? Yes, I did. So what was the situation? I was walking on the side of the road, and there was this car coming, like pulling up, and like turned right in front of me into like, up to a gate. Made eye, eye contact with the person and realized it was a celebrity. Saw them punch in the gate code and go into their house. Stop it. Did you see the gate code? <laughs> I could have seen the gate code, but I decided to look away. So you know where they live now, too. I know exactly where they live. Okay, he's going to give you four options. Oh, Come my on. goodness. You saw their house. Yes. <laughs> what, was, it, was their house awesome? Oh, well, you could see, like, the driveway and a bit of the house. It looked amazing. 
Which A-list celebrity was it? He has four people. Number one. Was it Justin Bieber? Oh. I got my peaches out in Georgia. That'd be amazing. That would be cool. All right. Was it Keanu Reeves? Oh. oh. Dang, Keanu. Okay. Or Chris Martin of Coldplay? Oh, man. Nah. Wait, why not Chris Martin? <laughs> That's LA. Cool. What's he doing over there? Nah. Uh, living? Uh-uh. Living? He's British. You he doesn't live in the UK. Well, I, in my mind, he does. So okay. <laughs> or Miley Cyrus. So all four of these are A-list. This is good. Can, I, can we ask questions? Sure. What were they driving? A black Jeep. Okay. Like a I bl- got it. Like a blinged out Jeep? Just a regular black Jeep. Was the top off and you could see them? No. Oh, the top was on. Top was on. But you still saw. I saw them head their window down. And they were driving, Mike D, not being driven? Yeah, they, no, didn't have a they were driving the Jeep. Anybody else in the car? Nobody else in the car. Huh. Okay. Uh, what? Go ahead. Were they listening to any music? Couldn't hear anything. He's like, they were listening to Yellow by their band. <laughs> Chris Martin's listening to Coldplay. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Any uh, One question, Lunchbox. If you have one, ask it now. Man, did they, did they have any luggage? Are they back from traveling? Luggage. Didn't see any luggage. Eddie? Did, you made eye contact with him, you said, I did. right? Did they smile at you? No, they looked at me kind of blankly. <laughs> okay. Morgan? Do they have a hat or sunglasses on? No hat or sunglasses. I know who it is, so I'm pulling myself okay. out. Okay. Oh. Because as soon as it happened, Mike's like, you'll never guess who it's on! <laughs> All right, which one oh. was it? Was it Justin Bieber, Keanu Reeves, Chris Martin of Coldplay, or Miley Cyrus? Eddie? Give me... When she looks to the left, she sees the Hollywood sign. Give me Miley Cyrus! All right, one in for Miley. Lunchbox? The way you said it was such excitement, he told me right away, it started making me want to change my answer to Keanu Reeves. But I feel like you would have gone by there just to try to sneak a peek, and you didn't say you went by. So I'm going, Miley Cyrus! Yeah! Okay. We have two Miley's. Morgan? I feel like Miley sold her Malibu house or it got oh. burned in the fires. I'm pretty what? sure. Oh, no. I'm pretty positive that's the case. So I don't think she lives there anymore. And oh. you would be really excited if it was Justin Bieber or Keanu Reeves. So I'm going with one of those. But I, I think it was Justin Bieber. That would have been really cool if it was Justin Bieber. <laughs> Wait, was it Bieber? Justin Bieber? It was not Justin oh. Bieber. Oh. Oh. Was it Keanu Reeves? No. It was not Keanu oh! Reeves. Oh! Here we go! We have two left. Dang it, it might be Coldplay. No, come on. It's got to be a party in the USA, man. It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, it is. That's her. That's it's her. She is Miley Mal- Cyrus or Chris Martin of Coldplay. She is Malibu. That is what yes. Malibu is. Chris Martin's is not going to Ma- be driving a Jeep. Come right. That's what okay. I'm saying. He's not a Jeep guy. He's was a sports car. Was it Chris carpet. Martin of Coldplay? It was Chris Martin of Coldplay. No! <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> You saw Chris Martin. It's pretty cool to see somebody really famous out, out so in the wild. Cool. I was just expecting some regular person. I looked up. It was Chris Martin. And you're wow. sure? I'm sure. I even Googled it later, and he does drive a black Jeep, and that is his home address. Wait, you Googled his home address? I did, because I knew <laughs> where it was. on the internet? It's on the internet. What? Dang, that sounds unsafe. Excuse me? <laughs> and Mike added his gate code. <laughs> and I have his gate code now. <laughs> okay, friends. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email, and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. And she writes, hello. Bobby Bones. My name is Alicia in Wisconsin. I just found out I'm eight weeks pregnant. We'll get married in June. We were having a dilemma if we should announce prior to the wedding or do it at the wedding. Would it be weird to announce at the wedding? I also have my bachelorette party coming up and I don't 
want people to question why I'm not drinking and give it away. What are your thoughts? Thanks so much, Alicia. Here's the thing that I've learned about weddings. It's whatever you want. That's right. It really is. I love the fact that you want to announce at your wedding. Do it at the reception. This is what, in my mind, I'm just spitballing this here. But you do the toast with the champagne where you put your hand, you do the wraparound, <laughs> you know, whatever that is. Yeah. And you do it, and then you take and you, you start to put it in your mouth. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I should, you get the microphone. I shouldn't be drinking this because I want you guys to know, we're pregnant. Yeah. Something like that would be how I would do it. That sounds cool, and it sounds like. Ooh, oh, are you about to one up me? Well, no. I just feel like she does. She does bring a good question. What about the bachelorette party? Everyone's going to be wondering why she's not drinking. Everyone's going to be drinking. She's like, no, not me, not me. You, you can get out of that easily. How? Just say you don't feel good. Oh, say who's going to question it? Man, if anyone ever comes to my house and they or don't, fake it, I fake it all the time. Well, yeah, if you don't drink though, I know, but I fake it all the time. People that don't know me. I don't go, hey, everybody, just before we start having a good time, I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> no, what I do is I'll go to the bartender ahead of time or sneak off and be like, hey, I'm not drinking on purpose. Can you just make sure that you give me virgin drinks that look like alcoholic oh. drinks? You can do that, no problem. Okay. I would just make a situation at the wedding about it. This is great news, by the way. I'm telling you, if Kaylin was, if we found out today that Kaylin was pregnant, I would be so happy. It would be A+. plus. We're already getting married. We're ready to go. Let's rock. Sooner the better. We, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know because she's very private. Uh huh. I don't know if I would just come on the radio. Right, that we did it. Yeah, well, the radio's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if you'd be able to keep a secret, man. If you knew, like right away, I don't know how how long you'd know. be able I to keep that. I kept some big secrets for years. Oh, man. The billboard thing, kept sure. that for years. You don't even know about. I'm about to tell you now. <laughs> See, I told you. Listen, this is what I would say, Alicia. First of all, congratulations. You obviously are going to be with this guy forever. You're getting married. Do it at the wedding. If you can, maybe you tell a couple of your closest bachelorette friends, and they kind of watch your back at the bachelorette party and make sure you have drinks that aren't mm, alcoholic. There you go. Um, and then you announce it at the wedding, and you all have a great time. But don't do it pre-wedding. Do it at the reception. That's what I would say. All right, Alicia, that's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email, and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. There you go. Hey, let's take this call from Russ in Nashville. Hey, Russ. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. Hey, I just want to tell you hi, and uh, I wanted to tell you hi yesterday when I seen you and Caitlin at the airport, but, I, you know, me and my wife want to respect your privacy. Oh, well, we wouldn't, wouldn't mind it if you said hi. The mask thing is weird, though. You know, you see people, and sometimes you wonder. Mike D spotted John Lovitz in the airport. What? Yeah, the he, actor? But he had a mask on, and he was like, there's John Lovitz. <laughs> And, and you don't want to – and with masks, so I felt that way. I was like, do I go say hi to John Lovitz? <laughs> but I didn't feel like I wanted to take a picture or anything because I felt like with COVID, airport, uh-huh. it was too much. But same way, like what you did to me, I did to John Lovitz. I wonder who he did that to. It's a chain. <laughs> All right, Russ, I appreciate that call. Hope you have a great day. We appreciate you. Thanks for everything you do. You appreciate you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go. We got the best news for you. Start at number five. Number five. A 62-year-old ambulance driver spent a full year fighting COVID and then had to learn to walk again, but recovered. So as paramedic friends brought in a bagpiper to welcome him back to the world. <laughs> Here's a clip of them welcoming him back. Hold on, Dave. Hold on. <laughs> Well done, mate. Well done. That's cool. He's That's walking really again. Cool. They brought in a bagpiper. He's probably wearing a skirt. That's awesome. 
Number four. An army captain in Virginia named Katie Hernandez broke a world record for the fastest mile while wearing a bomb suit. Whoa. Huh. They weigh about 75 pounds, so it ain't easy. She did it in 10 minutes and 23 seconds. The old record was just over 11 minutes. Here she is talking about how it was all mental. You feel good when you're starting and then all of a sudden you hit a wall and then after that it's all mental because you know your body is capable of doing it. It just doesn't feel like it wants to move. So at that point, about a lap and a half left, it's all mental. I mean, I could pretty easily just run medium and do a 10 minute mile and feel good about myself <laughs> with no bomb suit. Like she did, that's that's moving. Like that's a, that's a pretty good consistent jog. Maybe a little elevated jog with 75 pounds on her. That's crazy. Let's have Eddie do this. No, no, no. We're I'm just out. No, 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 on I, I can't do it. I'm telling you right Man, now. Man, good for her. That's tough. Uh, okay, number three. Number three. Three rescue dogs from Texas recently had an unexpected family reunion in New York. Two of them saw each other on a walk and were really friendly, like they knew each other. It turned out one dog was the other dog's dad. What? <laughs> These are dogs we're talking about. Yeah. And the owner of the son knew the person who adopted his brother, so they all got together at the park last month. <laughs> Here's one of the owners talking about the reunion. It's so exciting to see the dogs just so happy to be together. <laughs> it's pretty special that we adopted three dogs all in the same family from Texas and ended up living in the same zip code. I like that. I wonder if the dogs just want to play with anybody. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Or if they really know it's a family. <laughs> Either way, I like the story. Number two. A hero in Hawaii saw a house on fire the other day, ran in, pulled an elderly guy out, then ran back in to check for the other rooms. Uh, luckily, no one was inside, and he made it out right before the house collapsed. Here's the hero being interviewed after saving the older guy's life. I could feel a heat just like being in an oven. So I'm just glad I was there for be able to help this guy get out of that situation. That's awesome. And finally, your number one, and I saw this one and thought it was really cool. Number one. A hospital caught fire last week, but a team of eight doctors and nurses refused to leave because they were in the middle of an open heart surgery. Wow. Firefighters ran an extension cord in to make sure they had electricity. They used fans to keep the smoke out. It took over two hours to put the fire out, but no one was hurt and the patient survived. Wow. I've never heard a story like this ever. That's a big one. That was the Good News Countdown. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. The ACM Awards were last night, and here are some of the winners. Entertainer of the Year went to Luke Bryan. Female Artist of the Year went to Marin Morris. Male Artist of the Year went to Thomas Rhett. Album of the Year went to Chris Stapleton. Group of the Year went to Old Dominion. And Duo of the Year went to Dan and Shay. You can see the full list of winners at bobbybones.com. Luke Bryan announced the return of his Crash My Playa. The 2022 vacation event will return to Mexico in January, and it will feature Jason Aldean as a headliner. Then Luke Bryan will headline two of the four nights. Tickets are on sale this Friday. Keith Urban talked about turning into a chick magnet when he starred in a musical in high school. It was lots of girls wanting to go out with me all of a sudden. I'm like, this is amazing. This is fantastic. You know, and then, of course, once the musical was finished, it was all like Deadsville again. And I was like, got it. I, I, I see what this is. Uh, so it was a good lesson. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A sixth grader in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin 
caught the baking bug during the pandemic, and now she is using her skills to help her fellow students in need. Kina Schroeder is known as Bug to her friends, and they started a cheesecake business called Bug's Bakery. She's been busy in the kitchen. Business is good. So her dad started thinking of ways that she could use the money she's earning. She decided to donate five bucks from each cheesecake to her school's Hunger Hero campaign. She started raising over a thousand bucks. That's awesome. By baking cheesecakes. <laughs> there you go, Bug. I favorite dessert for me, cheesecake number one on the list. Really? If I'm doing Mount Rushmore's of desserts, it goes cheesecake at number one, banana pudding. With Nilla Wafers. Of course. At number two. That's good. Like, I love ice cream in general. Just periods. I'm just going to put ice cream up there. <laughs> any kind. Just any kind. And it can go with any of the other things, too. And then probably going to put, like, cookies and milk. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies and milk at number four. You're pretty simple, dude. I don't need fancy, darling. <laughs> yeah, it's not very fancy. I it's just like need, like, home. straight ahead... Che- oh, and give me some Oreo on the outside of that cheesecake. Oh, that's the crust right there. Uh, shout out to Kina Schroeder. That is what it's all about. Nice job. That was Tell Me Something Good. We're talking about one-hit wonders from the 2000s last week. And I said, I'm going to make a list of the dumbest hits of all time. Because the one-hit wonder was the Baja Men Who Let the Dogs Out. And I was like, this is the dumbest song ever. It's catchy. <laughs> But still, the dumbest song. Pretty dumb. So I have the, and again, you may like some of these songs, but they're all really dumb. Okay? Here's my top five dumbest massive hits of all time. At number five, Honky Tonk Badonka Donk. Ugh. At 2005. From Trace Atkins. Catchy. Booins. Shut your mouth. What is it? <laughs> Slap your grandma. <laughs> I mean, the epitome of dumb. Catchy, fun. Ooh, shut your mouth. <laughs> Slap your grandma. There he is. Just so, it's okay for a song to be dumb, too. Some of the dumbest songs are fun, but these are the dumbest big hits ever. Honky Tonk Badonka Donk at number five. At number four, Aqua ba- Barbie Girl. For sure. Barbie, let's go party. This song came out in 1997. It peaked at number seven hey, on the chart. Dumb, but a jam. Dumb, but a jam. <laughs> I'll throw in the dance party sometimes. It's so good. But extremely dumb. That's number four. At number three, Psy, Gangnam Style. Open Gangnam Style. <laughs> I don't know the words. I like to sing along in the part. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Gangnam Style. Hey, jam. 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 Yeah. Oh, all these are jams. <laughs> At number two, the dumbest big hits of all time, Big and Rich, Save a Horse. I wonder if they would call it a dumb song. Like, or are they like, no, man, it's really cool. Like, I don't know. think they think it's the deepest, most thought out. <laughs> and I don't, it made them a lot of money. It sure did. But it's a dumb song. <laughs> but dumb doesn't mean it's not fun. Right. And then number one, dumbest, big hit of all time. And I went through like a hundred songs. And there were honorable mentions. For example, The Safety Dance, 1983. Safety. 
I didn't put it number one. We can dance. That's we can put it a dumb song, right? I also had on my dumb song uh, Christmas Shoes. What? Sir, I wanna buy dumb song? You're crazy. <laughs> For my mom. That's the opposite of dumb. It, I mean, I hear it and I'm like, uh, it's sad. But it's not a real, it's not based on anything real, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's real. Honorable mention. <laughs> Other ones. Dumb songs, the Black Eyed Peas, My Humps. But the number one dumbest song, after just combing through everything, Come on. is still the bomb, man, who let the dogs <laughs> out. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Did I miss any, Eddie? <laughs> I mean, I think uh, I'm too sexy. Is, oh, that's a good I one. I think too. that's a really that's, dumb. That's a dumb one. Yeah, that's a dumb one. Lunchbox, what I miss? Uh, what does a fox say? Didn't that wasn't that a that's huge? Oh gosh, the dumbest. I don't know. That was a huge hit though. That was oh. like um, one of the first real viral things that happened. Okay, like well, these all were top, you know, twenty songs for the most part. Okay, there's one that I still hate to this day. Are you Johnny Ray? It was a top ten jam. Are you Johnny Ray? So dumb. Who wants to know? Are you Jimmy Ray? (laughs) Who wants to? Are you Fay Ray? (laughs) Who wants to know? So dumb. That's a good one. Um, Thong song. Pretty dumb song. I like that one. That's a good one. Listen, if you guys hate me over Christmas shoes, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) This is hopefully about to be a special moment here on the show. Because on the phone now, I'm just going to call her Miss My New Friend. Never met her in real life. She's called in here. and Hi, uh, mi- your new name for, for this show is My New Friend. Hello, My New Friend. How are you? Morning, studio. Morning. How are y'all? Good. So let everybody know why you called us initially. So uh, we are going to tell my husband that we are going to have another baby. Oh. And she want, She was asking for advice, and I, I was like, advice? I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got two ways this will go. One, I end up going to jail later in life, and it's not cool. <laughs> or two, maybe something happens, and I am cool, and you can be like, look at this. We did this on the Bobby Bones show. So it's 50-50 here. <laughs> so we have him yeah, on the gonna phone. it's going to be super great. Now, is he familiar with, with this show at all or, or me or anything like that? Oh, yeah. We listen to you guys. Love that. Does he want a baby? Oh, that's a great question, too. Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. How many babies do you have already? We have one little girl. She's two. Okay. And how is he going to react whenever I say, hey, can I say his first name or no? Yeah. Okay. How, how's he going to react? And he can't hear me on the phone, right, Ray? Like, he has no idea what's going on? He should be hearing something else. Okay. We don't think he's hearing me right now. Correct. So if I say, hey, Andrew, you're about to have another baby. What's his reaction going to be? Um, he's either going to be super excited or he's going to cry. Oh. One of the two. But but cry is like happy, <laughs> happy cry. Happy tears. Yes. Like, we, we've been trying. Like, it's, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Okay. It's going to be great. This is good. Are you guys ready for oh, this? Oh, this is so good. We're going to yes. put her on hold. I'm going to act like he's, we're calling him to win a prize. And that prize <laughs> is going to be a new baby. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, okay. All right. On hold, Ray. Yep. All right, let's go to Andrew. On the phone now is Andrew, who was submitted by a friend of his. Hey, Andrew, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. How's your day going so far? Uh, it's going good. Now, you got to wonder to yourself, why in the world do Bobby Bones call me on my cell phone? Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we have a little contest going here. We're giving away a prize. And someone had submitted you as 
someone that they feel is worthy of this prize. And so I just thought I'd call and get to know you a little bit. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Are you familiar with me or the show at all? Uh, yes, sir. All right, we got. Hey, we got yeah! somebody who knows us. We have someone who knows us. Uh, Andrew, what would you say? Are you, is your number one, number two hobby? Like, what do you like doing the most? Uh, well, my daughter competes in beauty pageants, so I'd say that's what we do most of our time is competing beauty pageants. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds like you're a great dad. Like that. That to you sounds like your hobby, being a dad. Yes, sir. Do you love being a dad? I do love being a dad. And how many kids do you have? Uh, one. You think in your life you'll want more kids or no? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, you're about to have another one, buddy. What? Hmm? What's up? Have another one? Yes, Andrew. Your wife is pregnant right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And oh, that is great. she was looking for a way to tell you that she was uh, having a baby again. And I thought, why don't I just tell him? Here he is, Andrew about to be yeah! dead, too. Yeah! How you feel about that, buddy? Oh, I'm excited. Super excited. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does she, does she know yet that she's about to be a big sister? Uh, no. Yeah, it'd be d- difficult if she did. I don't know how she would know. Um, well, listen. You're about to be a dad of two. Your wife loves you very much. She was looking for a special way to tell you, and we were her last choice. So we, we were able to get on. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, congratulations. I can't wait for you to have little Bobby, because I can't think of a more fitting name <laughs> course, at this point. Of course, Right? Then, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for you know being a good dad. Obviously, if that's your number one hobby, you are more than cut out for this job. And I hope whenever I'm finally a dad, I have that same passion that you do, bud. Thank you very much. <laughs> Love it. Andrew, in one word, give me one word. How are you feeling right now? Uh, just excited. Super nah. excited. All right, Andrew. We're going to let you go and go talk to your wife again. There he is, Andrew, yeah. everybody. Back yeah. to your dad. Okay, here we go. Let's put put the wife back on. Hey, my friend, are you there? I am. Um, He, di- he didn't like that. <laughs> He's calling me right now. Okay, he loved it. He loved it. We'll talk to you soon. There she is. All right. Let's get them on the phone with each other. (laughs) Here's Amy's pile of stories. My last day filling in for Amy. Up first. In a recent interview with InStyle Magazine, Nicole Kidman shared she likes to pamper her husband, Keith Urban, with pedicures. Nicole Kidman said, sometimes, though, I'll treat my whole family to a spa day and get their feet massaged and give them pedicures. I can tell you, I don't really, I don't like pedicures. I think I've had one once. It's weird to me. I don't like getting my nails manicured really either because as a kid, this is just trauma. <laughs> That's right. When I was 11, 12, 13 years old, my mom was training to be someone who does nails, manicurist, mm-hmm. nail tech. And I was the one she trained on all the time. So sometimes <laughs> I would go to school and I couldn't get fingernail polish off my fingers. Um, but I do love a foot massage a hand massage, and a scalp massage. Okay. Like, to me, that's the ultimate. Have three people at once. <laughs> okay, that's like a fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like in the, the cartoons or the old school movie, there's a guy like a guy with a big feather and they're feeding him grapes. <laughs> it's like a palm tree leaf. That, to me, is someone doing hands, feet, and rubbing my scalp at the same time. Is that what you see Keith, like, sitting there getting this from uh, Nicole? Well... But that's only one foot at a time. Yeah, it's just a one-foot pedicure. you got to get it all done at once. <laughs> that's the ultimate. Uh, a marriage proposal is interrupted by a man confessing to a crime. This is a viral video that I'm going to play you the audio from in a second. A TikToker 
from Savannah, Georgia, recently uploaded a video showing what happened immediately after her boyfriend proposed to her. This is hilarious because you just see him propose. They're in like on this little walkway. And this guy comes walking from behind them, walks into the screen, walks right by them. He's on the phone talking to somebody. And he says all this stuff. So he, he admitted to getting drunk. And then he says, I hit a woman or somebody dressed like a woman. I'm not sure I didn't stop. What? Completely unaware. <laughs> this is crazy. Just picture it in your head. Guy on his knee gets Proposing. up. They're like hugging. They finish. And he just walks from out of the shot. And I was driving. And I hit a woman. Somebody dressed like a woman. I'm not sure. I didn't stop. <laughs> he just, and he walks right out. This is the craziest video. Oh, did he just keep walking? Yeah. No, he didn't know the phone was there. It's crazy. It's amazing. An average woman pops 400... Excuse me, pops 4,153 pimples in her lifetime. Oh, my gosh. I have one on my neck right now. Okay. That I cannot, it's it's raising its head, but it's too early to pop. When's Amy coming back? Uh, like two hours. Okay. But so here's the thing, you, you have to wait for it. You can't just pop it if it's not ready. That's true, or else it, like, it gets infected. It gets mm-hmm. really red and not good. A new study figured how many pimples the average person will pop in their lifetime the average woman pops 4,153 pimples. Jeez. The average man, 3,800. And mostly it's because women have a life expectancy of 80 years and men, 75.1. <laughs> Finally, blocking middle seats on airplanes reduces risk of COVID-19. You know, we flew back from Los Angeles last week and Delta had the middle seat blocked. Southwest did not. Heck, Southwest, they were putting people on laps. Oh, well. I was like, we have enough. Come on, just get on somebody's lap. It was the tail of two towns, man. It was crazy. Um, I liked having that middle seat open, honestly. Oh, yeah, it's good. Just for room. Not even for COVID, just even, for room. Yeah, even when it's not COVID, without that middle seat, it's a really nice. There you go. That's your pile of stories. Thank you very much. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's a 16-year-old girl named Addie Alcock in New York. She's babysitting for a 2-year-old and a 6-month-old. And the 6-month-old all of a sudden becomes unresponsive. She's like, oh, no, starts doing CPR. (laughs) Calls 911, unresponsive for 3 minutes, but she keeps going, keeps Mm. going. Brings the baby back to life, full recovery expected, and now the mom says, I don't know what to do. So she started a GoFundMe, the mom of the kid. Uh Trying to send this girl to college. Well, I mean, a babysitter, sixteen years old, crazy. That's the that's the babysitter you want. That's wild. And the GoFundMe is College Fund for Teenage Hero. Yeah, hopefully trying to send this sixteen year old to college for saving the kid's life. Man, that's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was tell me something good. This will be my last morning corny. Tomorrow morning corny. Amy (laughs) can't wait. I mean, I've resorted to reading three at a time just to get one single laugh. Well, you've done your best, and I'm sorry we're not really laughing at your jokes. That's okay. I appreciate appreciate that. Uh, And you guys have helped tremendously. For example, this is Danielle, who left this from Italy. I had a morning corny for y'all. What's the difference between people from Dubai and Abu Dhabi? People from Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but people from Abu Dhabi do. (laughs) Have a great morning. (laughs) A little international flavor. I like that. Here is uh, another one. This is left last night, too. Did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change colors? He had a reptile dysfunction. See ya. (laughs) And finally, here's number three. Got a joke for Amy. My grandson's five, and he says, why did the duck go to the hospital? 
And then he starts laughing, and he says, because he's a quackhead. <laughs> <laughs> Five-year-old said that, huh? Thank you all for your help. I really <laughs> needed it. One final time. Let's go. The Morning Corny. What do you call a tiny mother? What do you call a tiny mother? A minimum. <laughs> minimum. 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 Okay, yeah. All right. You want another one? Yes, please. I broke my finger last week. Okay. I, okay, what happened? On the other hand, I'm okay. <laughs> Thank you. Why don't they play poker in the jungle? Why don't they play poker in the jungle? Too many cheetahs. Cheetahs. <laughs> cheetahs. Cheetahs. There, close it up. Thank you. Oh, boy. That was the morning corny. Can't wait for Amy to be back <laughs> later. <laughs> later. She'll be back later, later today, but she'll be doing that tomorrow. <laughs> Pretty sure Amy will be in coming up in the next 15, 20 minutes or so. So it'd be good to have her back after she's been gone a couple of weeks. I do want to grab a couple calls first. This is Carly in Missouri. Carly, how are you? Thank you for calling the show. I'm good. How are you, Bobby? Doing pretty good. What can I help you with? Well, I've been a long-time listener, but I'm a little bit late to your Bare Bones book. I'm just starting reading it. And it's kind of cool to hear your life way back then because I've been listening for years. But you talked about how if you ever got married, your best man would for sure be your friend Courtney. So I just thought that was funny. Wanted to kind of call you out on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my best man is not Courtney. I will. Uh, breaking news. Courtney is a groomsman, but he is not best man. I wrote that book probably five or six years ago. And although Eddie was one of my best friends then, I think Eddie has now pulled ahead in the power rankings to number one. I didn't realize that you wrote that in that book. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess I probably wrote it seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you were probably two or three then. Sure. But now Eddie has pulled up to a strong number one. Courtney's obviously still up there, but he lives in Houston now, and we see each other about once a year. So Courtney is a groomsman, but he is not best man, although I did write in the book. I think when I told him, (laughs) well, I met him. He was in Oklahoma at the time, and I went, and I was like, hey, Caitlin and I are in Tulsa, where she lives in Fort Gibson, and he was somewhere else. And I said, hey, uh, he was in Oklahoma City. He said, meet us in whatever. And I give him his watch and has his name, you know, inscribed on it and I said, hey, man, I want you to be a groomsman. And I think he was excited, but he was like, wait, I'm not the best man. <laughs> He's like, but in the book, it says. <laughs> hey, you promise, man. He opens the book. Page 132 says I'm the best man. Um, uh, yes, yes, Carly. Thank you for calling that out because a lot of people have hit me on DM about that. But he is a groomsman, but he is not the best man. That goes to Eduardo, my friend here. That's funny. Awesome. All right. Thanks, All right. Bobby. Thank you very much. Hope you have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Lacey in Alabama, you are now on the Bobby Bone Show. Lacey, what's happening? I was calling to talk about um, my bachelorette party. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm about to have a bachelor that, party. Yeah, let, let me hear it. I know. I hope that yours um, doesn't suck like mine did and you don't need to redo. Why? What happened? So my matron of honor invited all the girls to her condo for the weekend. And um, we went out to the bar. And keep in mind, she's married at the time. She's the matron of honor. Well, she's hanging all over this guy at the bar who she used to date. And so I go up to her and tell her, we need to go. You know, well, she doesn't want to leave, of course. And so I tell her, look, you're hanging all over this guy at the bar. You're married. Your husband and son are down the road. We really need to go. And she rears back and slaps me. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. (laughs) So what'd you do? And so, 
I just kind of stood there dumbfounded for a while. And me and the other girls left uh, to go back to the condo. And she and her two friends that she brought along got a taxi to go back to the condo as well. And when we got there, things just escalated. One of my best friends punched her in the face. Nice. And it was a mess. So she just kicked us out of the condo. We had nowhere to go for the weekend. It was absolutely horrible. That sounds horrible. I mean, all kidding aside. (laughs) Sounds bad. The reason I say nice and we laughed because it sounds like something from a TV show, not real life. Yeah, that stinks. Do you talk to this girl at all anymore? So she apologized after the fact, and she was still in the wedding. But after the wedding, we don't talk. She was still in the wedding after she slapped you? I mean, it was just a few weeks away. I really didn't have a choice at that point. We'd already bought dresses and the whole nine. So she apologized, and we were cordial, and, you know, the wedding went on. But then we don't talk now. Yeah, I get it. That stinks. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. Hopefully, Eddie doesn't slap me in mine. No, I'm going to try my best not to punch I'm you. Not. I would beat the crap out of you if you slapped me. And then after that, we would probably <laughs> laugh about it, though. I'd still be in your wedding, right? No, 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 no. no we wouldn't. We wouldn't <laughs> laugh either. All right. Hey, thank you, Lacey, for the call. I hate that happened. Deserve and, a redo. Yeah, well, you, you do deserve a redo. Um, I will say this about mine because I can't really say what we're doing. I don't know if I ever can. Uh-oh. But I can say it will be... Nah, I'm going to hold off wait, a little wait, bit. Wait, I'm going to hold off a little bit. I'm going to hold off. <laughs> you were so close. I know. I was so close. Amy's back in the studio for the first time in a couple weeks. And we'll, we'll get to what you've missed over the past couple weeks later. Well, I had Mike D put together an extensive report of everything you have missed from this show the last 14 days. Oh, yeah, because I have no idea. Right. I for sure need a rundown. I do, too, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Amy is back. She's back in. That being said, let's go ahead and go to this next segment here. Um, so Lunchbox has been writing letters to celebrities. You were here for this, right? Uh, yes, as a child. Yes. <laughs> he wrote to three celebrities <laughs> as a seven-year-old. You wrote okay. to who? Oprah, yep. The Rock, mm-hmm. and Carrie Underwood. And why? Uh, because we talked about writing letters to famous people when we were kids, and I wondered, oh, if we still do that, would they respond? And so I picked three of the biggest celebrities out there, all different genres, and said, let, let her rip. All right, Monday check-in. Have we heard back from Oprah? Well, I've been waiting at the mailbox every day for that mailman, for that Oprah letter, and nothing so far nothing from Oprah. Nothing from Oprah. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Have we heard back from Mr. The Rock? <laughs> Mr. The Rock. No, we have not heard from Mr. The Rock. I know he's busy. He has that new TV show out, so maybe he hasn't been checking his mail lately, and that's why I haven't heard back. So nothing from The Rock? No. The one that we think will come earlier than the others is the one to Carrie Underwood. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, she was right down the road last night at the ACM. (laughs) Surely she's checking her mail. Didn't even have to go that far. Have we heard back from Carrie Underwood? Well, uh, last Wednesday, I was out there at the mailbox, and this big manila envelope comes. No way! No way! Come on. And it was someone saying, hey, we'll buy your house. Oh, I thought it it looked like an official letter, like something cool. Mm. And it was just like spam mail. So nothing from Carrie Underwood either. So nothing from any of the celebrities? No, nothing. Striking out. All right. Well, it's still early. It's still early, guys. We'll check in next week. I'll tell you this. One of our listeners did some research for me because as a kid, I wrote a letter to Hulk Hogan. He was like, I hope you're okay, Hulk. He was in the hospital. He's body slammed, right? And so I got a postcard back. And at one, I wanted if Hulk even signed it. And then two, I thought, as an adult, was he even injured? 
Someone did some research. Turns out he took some time off to shoot a movie at that uh, time. He oh. wasn't at the hospital. He wasn't at the hospital. <laughs> right. Well, and I was curious about that too because isn't wrestling fake? So, like, even if he is body slammed, does it really hurt? Well, yes, it still hurts. <laughs> and oh. people get hurt all the time doing it. But I think that was a storyline. <laughs> okay. Wrestling just confuses me. It's extremely athletic. Okay. But Incre- it's fake. And incre- um, the, the physical part of it's not. The, the okay. actual, I'm angry. You know, some of the severity of some of the moves, it's choreographed, but but okay. all that hitting is not fake. Okay, all right, yeah. Is it- I'm getting offended for some reason. <laughs> it's it's like sorry. I'm 11 again. Okay, no, guys. Jimmy, wrestling's <laughs> real. Ultimate Warrior rules. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know anything about it other than what y'all tell me, and I just was confused how someone landed themselves in the hospital from a fake wrestling match. But you can get in the ho- you can fall in the hospital all the time okay, for matches. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> you good? You good, Bones? <laughs> oh, brother, <laughs> you're really angering the Boba Me Boba Maniacs. <laughs> Just glad you guys are here. We appreciate that. On with Mindy, who is calling us from Alabama right now. Mindy, what's going on? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to say that. So <laughs> I need some sound advice. I am getting married in October. And I um, just first let me say I am not confrontational. I am a lover, not a fighter. I run away from confrontation. I have a best friend for 15 years, and then I have another best friend for about eight years. Well, naturally, everyone thinks the longer one is going to be my matron of honor, and she is not. So I had a conversation with her and told her, you know, I, I chose our other best friend. She lives by me, and it, it just makes more sense. And she's, the other one has just been super rude to her, and there's, you know, she's been mean to her for no reason. It wasn't her choice. It was my choice. So we have a bachelorette trip coming up, and we're actually going to Nashville. I hope to be able to visit the studio, but um, I don't know what to do or how to make, how to keep the peace. I think, and I come to you now, someone who is experiencing a little bit of the same thing. I don't have people fighting amongst each other, but it's a difficult decision because, here I have two of my best friends, Amy and Eddie, and I'm like, well, one of you guys got to be the best man, and I don't want a girl. It's just going to throw the whole side <laughs> of the, the wedding off. And that's what I told Amy. I was like, i got to be honest with you. It's gonna, my OCD is going to kick in hard. And also, Caitlin and Amy are very close, and Caitlin wanted her and her side as well, so it made that decision easier for me. But that was tough. And then Courtney, who I've been best friends with forever, but again, he lives in you know, Houston now. We don't get to see each other, but once a year – so through the power of deduction, I, dedu- I deduced that Eddie was the man for the job. Is Courtney mad about that? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Like uh, on your bachelorette trip, there's or your hey, bachelor. Hey, you think Amy's been treating you bad lately? No, that's what no. I was wondering. That's why. No, no, no. But like you're going to be able to have a party with your boys, and there's not yes. going to be any tension or fighting. And unfortunately for her, it sounds like there might yes. be. This is what I would. I, all I'm doing, I'm, I'm telling you that story is background to, to go. I felt you having to make those decisions. It's a tough decision to make. And then who to put in your wedding and who not. All that's, but you can, first of all, you can't worry about that outside of the decisions you make. I would pull aside the mean girl and say, hey, you're only being mean because you're hurt. I get that. I'm really sorry. Here's the actual reason why. I love you just as much, but it's I can't plan stuff with you here. The easiest thing is to tell the truth and then let it fall where it may, but you still love her. It just wasn't the easiest to pick her for the, the, the matron of honor spot. And that's it. She has to respect that. If she's your friend and she loves you, she doesn't want to make this hard on you. That's bull crap, man. So it's an uncomfortable conversation. But you go, look, Sally, if you lived closer, you would be my matron of honor. No doubt about it. Amy, if you had a wiener, 
you'd be up there in the running for best man. No doubt about it. No doubt. Seems to be the case for... Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of women have to deal with that. Listen. Okay. With being best man? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Like, in life. Go, I, 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 boundaries are new to me. What's the caller's name? Sorry, I didn't. Mindy. Mindy. Boundaries are new to me, and I would say you, you might have to get firm with Sally, and if she can't hear you and respect you and understand that she's kind of, like, souring the whole situation, then you might have to set a boundary of, like, I don't know that I'm going to want you at our bachelorette party. You are the weakest link, goodbye. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, unfortunately this is, this is something she needs to work through. But like Bobby said, express how you feel and explain that you would like for everybody to get along. And if she can't do that, then she shouldn't come. And she's rooted in hurt. Let's, mm-hmm. Yes. She's not rooted in meanness. I agree. She, she's hurting. Therefore, her way is to react that way. Some people like myself, when I'm hurt, I shut down. Her reaction technique is to go and be angry, but she's hurting. Address that. I, I promise you, you can fix this. She cares about your friendship too much. Okay, Mindy, Mandy, I hope so. Mindy, Mindy, Mindy. Um, you got yes. this though. Hang in. This is about you. This is your good time. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Go get it. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. A little bit. I've been offended for my bachelor party. Why? I get offended. It's not for right now. I'll tell you on the air next segment, three, maybe tomorrow. But I'm still a little triggered. Who offended you? That's or a kills what? part of the tease, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it I'm just, does. I would be teased by it. Yeah. Now I'm wondering, like, is it me? What did I do? I'm going to leave it there for now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. It's not you. Don't worry. Okay, it's not you. <laughs> Amy's back in studio today after two weeks gone. And I had Mike D make a report of things Amy has missed. And when you look at it all together, you realize we are a dumb show. Okay. Well, now I'm excited to see what I missed. Well, here's some stuff that you missed over the last two weeks. Okay. I got crushed online for asking Jason Aldean for marriage advice. Well, oh. <laughs> he okay. was on. I'm about right. to get married. Yeah. I forgot about the whole cheating situation. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, hey, man, what's, give me some marriage advice. I got just walloped okay, in the but it comments section. He's, well, if anything, he's now been married twice, so he might have more oh, advice wow, yeah. for you. I agree. Sometimes you go through struggle, you mess yeah. up, you learn more. Yes. And I like Jason, but you talk about going into a bat. That was in my neighborhood. <laughs> Usually I say, oh, I don't go to the Facebook page. I want to go to that neighborhood. Like, it came to me. Um, Raimundo got Brotox. Oh, he did? In his yeah! forehead. And we had his plastic surgeon on to talk about that. How does it, how, how are you feeling? I feel awesome. I did have some wrinkles. I was showing my age. I mean, I'm 35, but I don't look it. So there you go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> also, something that happened the last two weeks while you were gone. Eddie is painting his nails this week. Mm, that's Check right. Yeah. No, I saw that. What's up, Amy? He's got yeah. black fingernails. No, Amy, I, how's it going? No, I can't. Good? I, I can barely. It's like I can barely look at them. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my wife says. <laughs> I, not that men painting their nails. That's fine. That's one thing. But it's Eddie. Then what? And Why? It doesn't, it doesn't fit your vibe. Uh, I see, think I Eddie's agree. trying to find his mid-age yeah, vibe right like now. Yeah, like with the sunglasses well, and then now the nail polish, and I I don't know. The sunglass thing didn't work, but as far as the fingernails goes, <laughs> my goal is for people to look at me like they see me with four kids and a wife, and they're like, oh, family man. Wait a second. But why not just be family man? Because there's some there's a little bit of still coolness in me, so I want them to look at me and be like, family man, but wait, this guy has an edge to him. I like that. This is what you remind me of right now. What? A middle-aged <laughs> version of My Chemical Romance. Is this Glass Parade? Huh? Gla- this is My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I like this the, song. Welcome to the Black Parade. Yeah, I love Black Parade. Is that what it's called? Jam. Well, you sh- 
This is this is you though, but it's too old. It's like his dad. Oh. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. Dude, this is me. It's an, a younger you, not now. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? You see, like when people see me, they're like at Lowe's, you're shopping for like home home improvement stuff, and they're like, "Wait a second, this dude has black fingernail paint." I have two more. I'll give you. I'll oh. give you more throughout the show. Uh, Lunchbox has a new TikTok lane. What we're, is it? We, well, we were talking about what we can do. You know, mine is talking about country music and lists, and Eddie's is opening boxes. Mm-hmm. Lunchboxes is uh, eating stuff out of trash cans, <laughs> or or just like off the ground, like food that's not mine. I just find <laughs> food and I eat it. That's funny. Is it the most views you've ever gotten on TikTok? It is, and I don't understand. People say, and all the comments are, "This is so gross. Don't do this. Oh, this is so gross. Don't do this." But then they watch it, so I don't know. <laughs> Radio Lunchbox on TikTok. All right. I'm That's in. his lane. He'll go to a trash can if he sees food. He goes in and eats it. I love okay. it. And then finally, uh, the police found the guy who broke into Caitlin's grandfather's place. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And the, so sheriff, the it, sheriff called us out of the blue and was like, hey, we got him. He was, he, he was in another state. Yeah, he was in Georgia. Or Virginia or North Carolina. Or somewhere. Oh so yeah. he's locked up? He's now in jail. Mm-hmm. So Good. I hope he stays there for a long, long time. He will. Okay. That's five, so far, five things you've missed. We'll do another list, and I think we need the numbers next time we do it. Number five. Oh, yeah. Number four. Um, all dumb stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, when I was reading this list today, I asked Mike, I said, did we do all this in the last two weeks? I can't believe they let us do this the show. This is some dumb stuff. Uh, well, anyway, glad you're back. Glad to be back. Glad you're back. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Foster parent Jennifer already has a five-month-old son named Finnegan, but she's been fostering three siblings for four years now. And after waiting so long, she's finally able to adopt them, and they're all going to be one happy family. Four years. Uh, I love these stories. Like, it's a happy story, but, man, it makes me, like, freak out a little bit because I'm a foster parent, and I've had mine for two years. Yeah, that's why I was saying four years. That's a long time, man. So, So do you think that they will be your... Real kids this year, this calendar year. I have no doubt that they will be my kids at some point in the near future. I'm hoping it'll be before this year ends. Would you bet on it being before December 31st, 2021? Well, I've always heard gamblers like don't bet with your heart. Uh So I wouldn't bet that because my heart says it's going to (laughs) happen as a gambler. But what does your your head say? My my head says, like, be smart. Like, this, the the state just drags things out. I mean, gosh, man. We are end goal for for everything to start moving as far as a process is August. Yeah. So if things start moving in August, whereas, like, all right, the court is finally moving, papers are being done in August, then I would start betting. But right now, oh, my head says just don't bet on it. Well, shout shout out to her. What's her name again? Yes, her name is Jennifer Tvetter. And you know what? When you have yours, and they're now your kids officially, we're gonna, that's going to be the biggest tell me something good. Yes, it is. It is. Hey. And, and I love reading like the celebrations they have when this happens. They had, you know, a, per, a drive-by parade and all that. But I cannot wait to celebrate big when these kids become ours. Well, heck, they're going to be going to college by the time you get them. Oh, so it'll God. be like See? they're ours. There See? they go. <laughs> that's what I worry about. All right, that's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. On the phone now is Brooke in Mississippi. Brooke, thank you for calling. What's going on? Hey, studio. How are y'all? Doing pretty good. What can we do for you? Good. Hey, so I had a um, funny story to tell. (laughs) My husband and I played the lottery for our very first time. 
and we ended up winning. <laughs> so uh, my, my husband is a medical professional and has been working crazy hours lately. We have three kids. And he was coming home from work pretty late one night and asked if he could pick up our oldest daughter, who's five, and take her to the gas station and um, just have, like, some one-on-one time with her. And so he picked her up, and he um, went to the gas station and was like, what's something fun that I could do with her? And decided to pick up a scratch-off ticket so she could have fun scratching off a little surprise. And when she did, she's like, hey, Dad, we have a match. And my husband's like, oh, really? That's awesome. And he's like, how much is it? And she said, it's $100. And uh, then she goes, oh, wait, Dad, I think there are more zeros than that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out we won $10,000. Ah, come on. <laughs> come on. That's awesome. That's crazy. No, for real. <laughs> have you got your money yet? Or what do you do when you win that much money? Yes. Okay, so when you win over $600, you have to go to the like actual office to pick it up, which is three hours away. Wow. So, um, and you have to go like during business hours. So I loaded my kids up in the car during the week. <laughs> we made a trip out of it, drove three hours down to get our lot of money and came back. So it's real. It's legit. That's so funny. It's also so fun. What are you going to do with that money? Um, you know, we have a lot of loans to pay off, <laughs> so because of, he's a he's a resident, um, so we will probably do some fun things with it and then kind of use it for some loans. But my daughter, she is the one that scratched it off. She's like, "Mom, can I please get some water balloons?" So <laughs> we're gonna get her some water balloons. So That's that awesome! <laughs> Congratulations, Brooke, and yeah. thank you for calling. Thank Tell your husband you. and kids we say hello, okay? Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. All right, bye bye. When. Mike D and I were in California doing American Idol last week. I said, hey, you know what would be a fun TikTok? So I bought a few scratch-offs, and I did the whole first part. And I said, hey, come back for part two. And then I revealed the winners. And so we did that, and it got a bunch of views. Just thought it would be something fun to do. And then I got on Instagram Live and did a couple scratch-offs. But I did like a talk show during the scratch-offs. And you had 250,000 people that watch me. What was your talk show about? Yeah, I was, I was just talking about crap. But people wanted to see. It was like opening the eggs. Yeah, they want to know if you won. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I was like, what if we treated this like those magic eggs that Eddie's kids yeah, watch? Surprise eggs, yeah. And as I'm talking about stuff, they're watching me scratch. And so I did an Instagram live talking about stuff and scratching. And I was like, I cannot believe people watch this. And then I started watching it back again myself. And I was like, this is <laughs> And then I, I was kind of like, well, I get it. Like, I want to know if I, went, I already knew. But so I did another one. Got 200,000 views. I did another one yesterday. And I'm buying, I'm doing two things. One, I'm talking about stuff. Like, for example, I'm trying to get Scott Stapp from Creed on the show. <laughs> but I was talking about that in the scratch off. And I posted another one yesterday. It's got 100,000 views. So this is the new thing, Magic Eggs. I'm going to scratch off and do a talk show. And people, we're going to win. But I'm down a ton of money. So, yeah, we need yeah. to do some scratch-offs well, here. No. <laughs> I'm playing the big tickets because the big tickets have the best odds. Mm-hmm. I'm down $300 right now. How much are you doing a show? $30 a ticket, okay. two tickets. Okay. And I'm starting to go broke from this little gag. But what if one right. day you do it? Yes, and I hit, listen, I, I don't want to ruin crazy. this, but I hit yesterday. Okay. If you go to my Instagram, I, I swear, I swear, I don't, don't look at me like that. I, I hit yesterday. And you know what I did, Amy? I matched the two numbers, 77 and 77, and then I didn't scratch what the win was until the end. And then I scratched it off, and, and we experienced it together, me and all my people on Instagram. The big prize? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, um, so it's up there now. You can see now. Okay. Mr. Bobby Bones is my Instagram name, but that's the thing. That's the new way to get hook people in. <laughs>
But can, I can't believe it. Ten thousand dollars. That's that is wild. I don't know what I would do. Uh, let's go over and do the news. Bobby's big story. A mom wins TikTok's biggest baby birth weight trend with a fourteen pound baby. Wow, there's a TikTok trend. People were showing, hey, look how big my baby was when it came out. <laughs> there's a trend for everything. Yeah, so it was just people showing pictures of how big their baby was when it came out. And so this one mom, her username is Shans1588. Here's a clip of her. At 38 weeks and one day, I had my second son via C-section by two doctors because he came in at a whopping 14 pounds, 0.6 ounces. Wow. 23 and three quarter inches long. Yes, I gave birth to a toddler (laughs) who then spent 11 days in the NICU where clearly he was the biggest (laughs) baby in there. The NICU did not even have diapers for him or clothes. They had to go up to pediatrics to get size three diapers. And he came home in clothing six to nine months. That's him. Looks like a four-year-old. The doctor rolled him up. Looks like he's had chicken fried steak right before he came out. You're crazy. Uh, so that was the first story I wanted to bring up. Another one is an Arizona woman wakes up to find her tire slashed and a severed finger in her driveway. Yo, what oh. happened? Someone apparently left a grizzly clue in the in the driveway, the lady. Um, I would assume that they were slashing the tires and accidentally cut their finger off. Oh, oh. my goodness. I don't think it was a tire cut and here's a finger. Oh, <laughs> Francesca Weekoff, a former firefighter and EMT, got a surprise Thursday morning when she left the house, found a, se- a severed finger on the ground. It was right near her new GMC Yukon. Two of her tires were slashed. Judging from the trail of blood leading to the house next door, she thinks she knows who did it. She said that she and her husband were at a get-together Wednesday night when her male neighbors became intoxicated and started a physical yeah. altercation with the couple. He was asked to leave. He didn't like that. So he tried to retaliate by slashing my tires. However, he left a consolation prize, oh. which was the finger. Yeah. I guess if he was intoxicated, maybe that's how it happened. The finger part. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit you go, dang, I hate that my tires were slashed. But you go, he, 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 lost a finger. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't want to be like that. <laughs> no. At all. But how about that? You're the guy that slashed the tires. You're in trouble. <laughs> and now you lost your, and now we know it's you. Right. And you left hey, a trail of blood. Hey, four finger Frankie, come here. <laughs> Walk up to the judge. Show him your hand. All right, let's do more news. Bobby's other story. They predict the Johnson & Johnson vaccine will come back to market with restrictions or warnings by Friday. This is how good you should feel about the vaccine. Literally six people and seven million were affected by this, and they still shut it down for, for a bit. That's how good you should feel about it. Think about that. That's nothing. That's getting struck by lightning twice. Oh, yeah. Good point. And still, with that, they said, hey, let's hold off for a second. I think people are chasing the wrong, their wrong tail here. When people are like, see, we told you, Johnson & Johnson, we told you the vaccine. No, it's the opposite. Six and seven million. People will get sicker off Advil or like normal stuff and have reactions to it. Because there were six out of seven million, they said, let's hold off. Let's see exactly who it's affecting. Almost nobody. And let's put warnings on it and make sure people know it's safe. Like, I love that they pulled back just to show people how safe it is and how much they're looking out for folks. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of the yang. Most people are going the other way. The yin. The yin, the yang. But I think that's this is exactly what we want. I would still get this one today. But obviously, and, and if you don't want the vaccine, that's that's, that's your, your call. I have no problem with that. But I'm a big vaccine. Listen, I've had one in every arm. <laughs> <laughs> I got two over here, two over here. I got one on my thigh today. Yeah, I'm trying to get all of them just in case. <laughs> the more, the better. Yeah. Uh, finally, this year's ACM winners from last night. 
congratulations to Luke Bryan. Love it. Obviously, that's my guy. Um, we work together, friends, but I, he deserves it. And sometimes he doesn't get nominated for stuff because of the Angelina Jolie effect, which is when she was winning like hottest person four or five years in a row back in the day, people just stopped putting her on lists at all. They're like, well, she's had it so many times. She doesn't deserve it anymore. Well, that's not true. Same with Luke. He had won so many things. And people were like, we're just not going to put him on lists anymore. That's, that's not fair. Luke won. I love it. Congratulations. Top male vocalist, Thomas Rhett. Top female vocalist, uh, female vocalist, Marin Morris. Old Dominion won Group of the Year. Dan and Shay won Vocal Duo. On and on. Congratulations to, to all those folks. Uh, good episode of American Idol last night. I did not watch the ACMs. I watched American Idol mostly because I was on it. Sure. Um, I would do the same thing. Yeah. It was a great episode, though. I got more comments last night about a jacket I was wearing. I'm oh, sure yeah? Than any clothing article I've ever... What was it? Is it ja- I went to Zara in the mall. Oh, it's the best. Zara's legit. And got it for $70 the night before. And because I was going to go and they were like, hey, it's a little chilly. And I didn't bring clothes to shoot in chilly weather in California. So I was like, crap. So Caitlin and I went to the mall. And I was like, let's just go look for something. I was like, this jacket's cool. Took it in, wore it. People were like, that's such a high dollar fancy jacket. I was like, no, I got it from the mall. What are you going to say? I just thought, I just realized you were in LA. I was like, wait a second, the Zara opened here? It, but... it did open here. Oh, it did? Uh-huh. Like I a week. You, Amy's been gone I, for yeah. a couple weeks. <laughs> She's out of touch. <laughs> yeah, it's I've been missed open. All okay. The, oh, okay, I can't wait. It is such a great, and if you don't have one near you, you can shop online because they're, and they have great kids clothes for great super Great kids yes, clothes. Yes, super cheap. Not a commercial, by the way. Yeah. They don't pay us. <laughs> all right, that's what's up. That's the news. Close it up, Raymundo. Bobby's Big Story. Let's go over to Rachel in Virginia. Rachel, thank you for calling the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on with you? Hi, Bobby. Hey. Not much. I was just calling because I I was trying to get a hold of you last week. I saw your TikTok on the scratch-off, and I have a story for you. Go ahead. So this is several years ago, but my husband buys scratch-offs all the time. Came home. Had my daughter scratching them off. I was up because I just got out of the shower. And um, my daughter comes up. She's like, Mommy, come downstairs. I want to show you something. So I go downstairs and he's like, Take a look at this. And I look at it and I'm like, Yeah, what about it? And he's like, No, take a look at it again. So I look closer and I was like, No way. We won $250,000 on a scratch off. What? Unbelievable. So what did you do? So I was, well, first I was like, no way. I'm like, this isn't real. You know, like, I couldn't believe it. And he was like, he's like, I, no, seriously, it's, you know, it's real. We were both kind of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So first thing Monday morning, he called, um, we live in Virginia. So he had to call the, you know, VA lottery down in Richmond. And it was legit. He drove down there. He took our daughter. Um, our youngest one was still in preschool at home. So he took her. They drove down. They got their check. He got, you know, one of those big, huge, checks you know like the fake ones that they take your picture with we actually still have it hidden away in our house and um yeah it's crazy that's so. amazing who did you tell did you tell your friends you won the money no we we only we told our family and we told one of our friends only because at the time um i was they were helping me watch my daughter because i was got a job at my kid's school so they were helping us watch her for free. You know, they were kind of like, yeah, when we're home, we'll help you out. So we felt bad because we were like, okay, like we won this money and they're watching our kid for us. So we told because we gave them money. We gave them money for watching our kid. 
So he told them why we were giving it to them, and oh, he told them. That that's was awesome. It. That's amazing. Well, that's a great story. I feel like you're hiding from someone right now. I know. <laughs> okay, listen, here's the thing. Oh, yeah. Please come and save me. I'm in the closet. I'm upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so I, I, you're at work right now, Rachel? No, no, no. I'm not at work. I'm, I'm actually at home. I'm just, it's, I told, I was just like, I don't, we didn't tell anybody. So I'm she, just kind of like keeping it on the down, but we still haven't told them. Oh, she's still being secretive. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If you talk quieter on the air, not people, it won't go out as far. Yeah. And That's your good. voice isn't as recognizable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rachel. In Virginia. We'll talk, we'll talk to you soon, Rachel in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Oh, I, uh, that's cool. I was looking at this guy. Um, he tried to fight a grizzly bear. This is back a few years ago, but just now he's been fined. But he, he has way too much to drink. He goes and he tries to... <laughs> <laughs> he takes off his shirt. He goes and starts shouting at a young grizzly in a boxing stance. Oh, my god! It's not a baby. It's a young... It's like a, a, a cub. But it's still... I'm looking at it now. It's still standing up probably five feet tall. Right? Mm-hmm. Young, but it's on all fours. But if it stood up, probably five feet tall. And he's like, come on. And he's trying to fight. But so they have now fined him $4,000. And they said, hey, pay this. And I was thinking, what they should do is go, hey, buddy, you, you want to fight a grizzly bear? You have two options here. <laughs> do oh, it. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can pay the 4000 Or how about 30 seconds with the mama? There we go. Oh. You want to be a big man and try to fight on a baby grizzly bear in a park? You cannot pay the 4000 you do 30 seconds. <laughs> he can die. Yeah, mama could kill him. Yeah. That's up to him. Is it worth, He wants to go punch a bear, wants to go fight an animal, pick on someone your own size. Did he punch that bear? Did he, like, eventually, like, touch it? Caught on camera by a couple of nearby photographers. They were taking pictures of the bear when they saw the guy run out there without a shirt. Um, it finally went to trial, and it doesn't say if he actually punched the bear. Okay. But he does, he does, he's in a stance, like trying to box the bear. (laughs) I'm looking at the picture right now. Amy, I was going to read you some of these things. We did five of them already. Things that you've missed over the past two weeks. Okay. And let's do the second set of five. Here we go. Number five. I did announce before you got in today, another groomsman, Courtney. Okay. My friend who now lives in Houston, who in my first book, I did say it'd probably be best man. Right. But then I kind of talked through that. That was six, seven years ago. Since then... I just fallen in love with Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hey, James. What can yeah. you do about that? Yeah. But uh, he's still in. Another groomsman was announced. That's number five. Number four. Me, Eddie, Lunchbox, Raymundo, and Mike D are all now fully vaxxed. Oh, congrats. And I'm over my two-week point. I went to the gym twice this weekend. Yeah. I went and cycled on Saturday with Caitlin and then went to the, my boxing gym yesterday on Sunday. Nice. Oh, you can do all the things. Is it? Free as a bird. Did you lick everything? <laughs> Every, I licked everything and had everything lick me. This is a double. Um, so that's number four. Number three. Abby, our phone screener, came in and played for you mm. in Amy versus Lunchbox. And? And she lost twice. Oh, the score is that? Is n- yes. That, yes. What, the, the score that, is now four to zero Lunchbox. Wait. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. Okay. I didn't take it easy on her. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> number two. Raymundo has been making a killing off of Cameo. Oh, how he, much? He can't even fulfill his his needs. What's the what's the Their rate? Need. Well, I had him raise the price because he was getting too many. Ray, what are you talking here? We're uh, we're total that I've made. Yeah, over a thousand. No, but I would like to know what is your rate. What do you for think a video? it is? Uh, what do you think a fair rate to get Ray and Bay? They're together. Oh, Ray and Bay together, mm-hmm. fifty bucks. Okay, it was twenty five dollars. Yeah, he had, he had so many he couldn't fulfill. Somebody gave him a zero star review on Cameo, so I said, Ray, raise your rate, and he raised it to thirty. Okay. 
So he's at 30 now. I'd say eventually maybe you could see where it goes and maybe go up. That's what Especially I said. Especially if it's you and Supply and demand. Bay. Yeah. And the cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if the cat shows up. If you look into your box right now, how many do you have waiting that you need to do? We have like three, but four days is what they allow you to do them, so we're in no rush. But you're doing a lot. If you're you were charging 25, 30 bucks and you got over $1,000, like you're busy. Yeah, we knocked out over 50 easily. And there's tips involved as well. Whoa, you, people can tip on Cameo? Mm-hmm. Ray's been killing it. That, that's what you should Are know. you on Cameo? No. Oh. Number one. And then number one is obviously I took over the morning corny. Oh, and how's that been going? I have a lot of sympathy for how hard it is to get laughs for that stupid (laughs) segment. Oh, okay. I was doing like three or four in a row. I was just (laughs) rapid fire shooting them off, trying to get any laugh. Yeah, welcome to what it's like. Mm -hmm. It's tough, I'll be honest with you. I don't care. I still laugh at them myself, so it's fine. You do. I think that's the difference. You actually enjoy the jokes. (laughs) Yeah. Me, I'm like, oh my goodness, we have to do this again. Uh, so Amy will be back doing the corny tomorrow. Yeah. Listeners were also calling and leaving them on the voicemail, and I was playing them. Oh, okay. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's take a second and talk about you. So we, when your dad passed away, I went on the air, and I said, hey, Amy's dad died. Just kind of gave everybody an idea of what happened to you. Mm-hmm. I said, she said she's coming back in two days. And I was like, I don't think she should come back in two days. And then, Yeah, I don't think that was realistic for me just because – just for – and not that <laughs> – there's so much happening in my life that I think it's been known for – at least to listeners that have been listening all the time, like for several months now, even end of last year, there's just a lot happening. And my dad dying is probably the last thing I was thinking I would add to my list, especially because he had literally just moved in with me. And I was excited about that time, like just totally unexpected turn of events, which now I'm thankful, you know, we had one full night with him at my house. Like the whole process of moving him in. We had a caregiver. <laughs> she worked for a day. <laughs> like just so many things now. But I think maybe he needed that. Maybe his body was kind of had some stuff going on that we didn't even know of. And he needed that night with us and some special memories. And then, yeah, I had to end up calling an ambulance. And then he was in the hospital. But honestly, when the ambulance was loading him up, he was like, love you. And I was like, love you. I'll probably pick you up tomorrow. They're going to get your blood. Pre- like, we'll figure it out. They'll get you good. And, you know, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, that night he went on life support. I, I never talked to my dad again. And, um, you know, that was just something I was still in denial, though, um, even though the doctor was like, hey, you should call siblings. Like, I have a sister and a half brother and a half sister. He's like, I think they should come. You know, well, we don't know. He could turn around. And I'm thinking, what? So I am still working at this point, I'm still coming in, and I think I'm in denial. And then I found out later, I guess my sister had texted you. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at the time, but I think she texted you, like, I don't think Amy should work anymore. And I said, I've been telling Amy not to work. Right. And I was like, what? I didn't realize the severity. And being that he was on life support and his body was kind of declaring that it was it was time we we had to make the tough decision me and and my and my three other siblings all of his kids were gathered around him and we um after several days we even put it off a day we were going to do it one day and they were like oh we can't do it so we had one more day with him and then removed him from life support and um but his body was ready like it was it felt right and the hospital we were at they were amazing I've never been through anything like that ever. I mean, I, I I was with my mom for her final breath, but 
she her she it was natural like well I mean I guess his was too but she wasn't on any kind of life support the cancer had kind of taken over but then reliving this with my dad um was was a powerful moment and you know we I even told Bobby this like we had a playlist going and it was just crazy because my favorite song in the world and my dad's is George Strait Amarillo by morning and we had the playlist on shuffle and the songs are shuffling through. We had no idea when the doctor was like actually doing the final thing that would lead him to the final breath. And um, Amarillo by Morning finished. And then the next song kind of started for a second. And then the nurse came in and said, hey, I just wanted y'all to know he's, he's taken his final breath. And we were all just like, you know, there with him. And it was super emotional. But we were like, how fitting that he would... I mean, do you know how many times I've two-stepped to that song with my dad and that we just kind of all pictured him like two-stepping his way into heaven. And, um, you know, then after that, I think the reality of him being gone set in, I went back home and of course I had his new bedroom and everything set up and my family and friends, like, you know, people that were come, went into action and they're like, we need to move all of this out. Let's get this back. You know, like this is too much memory. And then with all the things happening in my life, kind of, some that people know about, some that people don't, like everything just, I realized if I don't maybe take some sick days and some vacation days, like I was talking to work and talking with you and I'm like, how can we make this happen? Like, I think I need to go some, go do some like intensive type therapy stuff just so that I can be better and not, um, you know, let this all completely uh, implode at some point. So I realize not everybody has that type of time and I'm super grateful for it. And I'm thankful to listeners that were, um, checking in and I wasn't on social media at all, but, um, I would hear from other people and get different notes or emails. And, um, yeah, I have a lot of gratitude for the time. And I went and I got some healing from the trauma, uh, and the, uh, just some, some other stuff. And, and hopefully I'm back a better person And I still have a lot of work to do, but I just feel for anybody out there that's going through a lot, whether it's one thing or multiple things at once, like, I hope you know that you're not alone. And I hope that you have someone you can talk to and that you can get through it because I feel like I am making my way, like shaking while I'm talking, making my way to the other side of some hard stuff. And um, yeah, I just hope I can show up for my job, for my family, be a mom, for my friends, and um, but show up here because I feel like part of our responsibility of having this platform is sharing some of our story, uh, the, the good times and the bad, and then and showing up for people that also might be going through something hard and, and giving them that hope. And so I'm thankful I had that time for self-exploration and I'm back. I think I can, and I can get through this without, I can come into work. What some people don't know is sometimes like I was, do y'all remember that day right before I kind of left, we were doing something and I was laughing. Yeah. You laughed until you cried. Then you and, walked out of the room. Right. Yeah. And my laughter turned to tears. And then there was something else. That really, wasn't on the air, by the way. That wasn't on the air, but we were recording a, like a commercial or something and I messed up. I didn't even know I messed up. You're like, Amy, you read that totally wrong. And I was like, no, I did it. And then I looked at it and I did. And I was laughing and then the laughter turned to tears. And that was a, 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 a thing that I realized like, oh, wait, something's not right with me. And then there was a, an emotional time right after when my dad was on life support where I should have been crying and I couldn't stop laughing. So that, you know, that was another sign of like, I'm 
there's a lot going on. And I'm also reading a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Highly recommend it. But our bodies know and they can tell us when maybe we've got like a lot of different things going on and it's going to manifest and show up in different ways. And I don't want mine to manifest into negative things. I want to um, try to uh, reframe some of it. And it's a lot of work and I know that it's hard. But yeah, again, just want to offer that hope for people because I finally feel like I can laugh and laugh and then cry and cry and not have my emotions cross. But if they do, it's okay. I'm human. Well, I'm glad you're back. Thank you. And I just rambled for a really long it's time. Okay. I'm sorry. You, you get your space to ramble sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, glad you're back. Yeah. You're all. You're always welcome to not be back. You know, I think the hardest thing with you now is telling you to stay home because that was the original conversation. I was like, hey, take weeks off. And you said, no, I'm coming back in two days. I was like, I don't think you need to do that. You're like, I'm coming. I said, okay, fine. Can't force you. Well, I think I was using work as a distraction too. And so I think a lot of us can do that. But yeah, my other piece of encouragement would be if you have amazing people around you that can fill in for you and 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 allow you that time, like don't fight them on it. See that as a message of like, oh, maybe they're onto something. They maybe see something from 30,000 feet that I don't see. And maybe you do need to practice your breathing and take a walk or go do some intense therapy, whatever it looks like for you. Well, glad you're back. Thank you. You're very loved here. <laughs> Thanks. And one day at a time. Yeah. We, we've both been through it. I know. Sucks. I know. But I, much weaker people have been through much worse and gotten through it wonderfully. And we'll, we'll follow their, their footsteps. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see. I know that, yeah, my dad and my mom both, I mean, but my dad most recently, he would not want me, um, you know, feeling sad for him. He, he had a great life and um, he loved what we do. Like he loved the show. <laughs> he was like so excited to like be at the house and be a part of life, which included a lot of what we get to do. And one of the last people to see him was actually Karen Fairchild when she came over. She that was his last full day at the house and she met him and was super sweet and kind to him. And I don't know, it just I was excited for for him to be a part of my life. But that's OK. He got that one day and it was awesome. All right, we will come back here in just a minute. Bobby Bone Show. All right, we're going to play a game here. Lighten it up a little bit. Ray, what's the game that you have chosen for us today? First line of the country song from the 2000s. I'm going to read it, and you got to say what song it is. Oh, that's it? Yep. Great. You're going to speak it. We have to know what song it is. Correct. Okay, the first line. Everybody got pens, papers? Yeah, got, got it. it. Me, Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie. All right, Raymundo, let's rock. He said I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me. Got it. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Read it again, Ray. He said I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me. <laughs> he changes it up a little now bit. Now he's trying to alter. <laughs> before me. Okay. Everybody good? Good. No. Amy? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, live like you're dying. No? Look, got a lot of life oh, no, 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 before wait, What's your answer? Oh, I, I don't know. What's your answer? I'm not right. What I is your answer? Live like you're dying. Eddie? Yeah, live like you are dying. Yeah. Lunchbox? Live like you're dying. Everyone's off a word uh-huh. here. Oh, but it might be the same word. Live like we're dying? Live like I'm dying? Oh, you're like, Bones, why what are do you, you partially I have live like you were dying. No. Oh, you were? That's no, no, wrong. No. Live like you were dying. No, that's no. so wrong. That's so maybe wrong. that's like the last <laughs> chorus. <laughs> that's wrong. But it's you're. Yeah, you are dying. R-E. 
What's the name of the song, Ray? I got Live Like You Were Dying. Yeah, that's it. Suckers. Stop it. You made me question myself here. Dude, I've had that wrong my whole life. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be nice and let you guys have it. Okay. Even though you're off and you all made me feel like about this tall. That is a mind-blown moment. (laughs) Ray, what's the line again? Live Like You Were Dying. No, no. The first line of the song. He said, I was in my early 40s with a lot of life before me. He said, I was in my early 40s. With a lot of life before me. Yeah. Hmm, Live like you were dying. You know what? I'm being generous. Huh. Wow. I gets that point. Go ahead. Next one up. Well, I ain't never been the Barbie doll type. Got it. Do it again. Well, I ain't never been the Barbie doll type. I'm in. <sighs> Shoot. Huh. <laughs> Well, I ain't never been the Barbie doll type. Mm-hmm. Amy, what's your answer? Ugh. Dang it. Come on, Redneck Amy. woman. Yeah. Oh, good. I thought it was redneck girl. Lunchbox? Before he cheats. Eddie? Redneck woman. Redneck okay. woman. Gretchen Wilson, yeah. Well, I ain't never been the Barbie doll type. No, I can't All right, next up. She put him out like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. What? What? <laughs> God, savage. She put him out I got it. like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. You got that, bro? Yeah, I but do. I, she put him out. Put him out. She, put, um, she put him out. Um, yeah, sing it, Amy. Help me. She put him out like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. The... Put him out. Is the title really, really long? Mm-mm. Oh, what? shoot. Two words. <laughs> oh, two what? words? Let me, uh, I'm way Two off. words, huh? Yeah, two words. Um, oh. Five seconds. Mm. She put him out. She put him out like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. What song from the 2000s is that? All right, everybody in? No. Well, no, okay. no, everybody's in. That's the answer. <laughs> Amy? Uh, that's a night that the lights went out in Georgia. No, 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 no. That's two words. That's a long <laughs> one. Well, I know, but that's what I have. Lunchbox? I had kerosene. You said it was two words, so I changed it to bad B. What? Uh, <laughs> Eddie? I have uh, two black Cadillacs. She put them out. Like a... What? I still what? don't get it with your vocals, but... I, I didn't finish it. Oh. Ray, read it again. She put them out like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. She put them out... Like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. Oh. Huh? Is that Brad Paisley? Uh-huh. Whiskey oh. Lullaby. Damn. She put him out. Okay. Like the burning end of a midnight cigarette. Don't slam my vocals until I'm done, you. I got it. Thank you. I Amy goes, it. your vocals suck. <laughs> that's not what I said. Uh-huh, that's what I heard. That's what heart. you heard. That's what I heard. Okay, that's but that's, that's on you. It's mm. not what I said. That's what I heard. All right, next up. She was in the backyard. Say it was a little past nine. What? First line of the song. <laughs> she was in the backyard. Can you say that again? She was in the backyard. Say it was a little past nine. Got it. She was in the backyard. Say it was a little past nine. You're going to punch yourself in the neck once you hear this one, when you don't get it right. She was in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Say it was a little past nine. Say, Yo, she was in the backyard. <laughs> say it was a little past nine. Say it was a little past. All right, guys. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Amy? Yeah. Mama's house. Lunchbox? God bless the broken road. Eddie? Suds in the bucket. That's it. What? Yeah. No. Oh. She was in the 
backyard Say it was a little past nine And then a prince pulled up what was he driving? A white pickup truck. All right, one more. One more. Okay. I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. You get your fill to eat, but always keep that hunger. Oh, I'm in. I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. You get your fill to eat, but always keep that hunger. Eddie, you're only one down. You could you could tie me on this one. Do you know this? Yes. Say it again, Ray. I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. You get your fill to eat, but always keep that hunger. <laughs> Don't worry, Bobby. Eddie got it wrong. He did? Yeah. What'd you write, Eddie? Why are you looking at my sheet? What'd you write, Eddie? Amazed. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. wrong. Same time frame. Yeah, it is. Wrong. Obviously, but no. What are the words again? I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. You get your fill to eat, but always keep that hunger. Well, I hope you never lose your, your sense, sense of wonder. wonder. Baby, I'm amazed by yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's, no. that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Sorry, Eddie. No. It's I hope you dance. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Well, did everyone get that? No. I don't know. I didn't matter. I won. <laughs> I do care. Yeah, you're the only one that got it wrong, Eddie. <laughs> oh! You're unbelievable. Oh! Good win, Bones. Thank you very much. Feeling pretty good about myself today. I mean, today. let's be real. If you play and you're winning, it's all good. L- listen, here's the thing. It's a good day. It's a good week. <laughs> Amy's back in the studio. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm healthy. You guys are. What, what, oh, we're good. What we're more healthy. could I ask for? It's great. Got a good woman at home. Yes, right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Two dogs. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Vero Beach, Florida. A 35 year old man was in jail, talked to his lawyer, gets bonded out. On the way out of the jail, he sees a webcam in the lobby. He says, Hey, let me go ahead and steal that. Stole their camera. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's on his way out. <laughs> He's about to see freedom. You wonder if he just wants to stay in. Ah, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, you know? that's right. Uh, inhabilitated. But probably not. He's probably just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. I was on the B-Team Facebook page, and the question was, did Eddie ever get a Harley Davidson? Mm, good question. No. The answer is no. I, I mean, I did post a picture, acted like I did. It was somebody else's. But we try to deal with a dealership in Wisconsin and try to make it happen to where I go and I get my license to ride. Uh, nothing just ever came of it. And so I don't know if I'm going to get a bike, man. A bike? Is that what you would call it? I ride a bike, right? Okay. Do, or do I just say, like, I don't know if I'm going to get a Harley, man. I don't think you do your voice <laughs> so affected. I think that's what it is. Okay. okay. I don't know if I'm going to get a bike. That's it. I just don't know. And and my wife is like a little disappointed too. She's like, oh, I was looking forward to she that. She wanted you to have a Harley. She was picturing us on Sundays, you know, driving in the country roads and things like that. With the little side carts for your kids, all four of them. Eh! I thought about that. <laughs> no, just her behind me, you know, grabbing my waist and us just taking on the road, dude. Well, y'all can still do that, like <laughs> yeah, somewhere else. These bikes are, they're expensive. Hey, Scuba Steve. Oh, I meant like Any this. luck locally to get Eddie on a Harley Davidson? Any luck locally to get a Harley? Parade? Locally? No, it was just that one market, but I can follow up with them and see I if mean, they... I this is free money. They're printing money. I, I know. Agree. We, had all, we had a whole business plan laid out of what we could do with them from top to bottom and no bites. They didn't want it, huh? I guess not. How do you no. feel about a Yamaha? No, 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 no. <laughs> that works. I, see, see, there's a difference. Like, I don't want anything fast. How do you feel about a Polaris ATV? Well, that's kind of cool. We though. can do those deals. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. But no Harley. No Harley right now, man. 
And I'd love, I'm telling you right now that, like, I know it sounds like, oh, Eddie, I don't really see him on a Harley. It's just something I'd really like to do. I'd love to be a Harley But if rider. you want it that much, just go get it yourself. No, they're expensive. Okay. They're expensive. If boss. our program director can afford one, mm-hmm. you can afford one. Nah, he makes money. Okay. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. On, on, on Twitter and Instagram. Mr. Bye. 